Welcome to your highest version, the podcast where I want you to be the highest version of yourself. My name is Hope Matole. I am the host and founder of this podcast. I'm a communicator, a conversation starter, a voice, healer, and a safe space creator. So if there's one thing to be sure of, this is definitely a safe space. I am also the founder and president of a female NPO known as Contagious Classy Divas Network. I hold a master's degree in psychology and am a counseling psychologist by profession. Yep, a whole counseling psychologist. In this podcast, we are going to do the work that helps us to meet and become the highest versions of ourselves. So are you guys ready? Come on and join us. Let's go. YHV family, I am here to drop a quick disclaimer before this episode starts. And this disclaimer really applies for every single episode that we're going to do on the Psychology Masters Selection Mini Series. Okay, the first thing that I want you to be mindful of is that as much as we have, we will be discussing and having conversation about different universities and their different processes, um, you might, for instance, go there and find that the process is slightly different or the activities that we mentioned are tweaked and are done slightly differently. So this is not a script because universities, yes, they have the fundamental things that they do, but they do tweak it in different years. So be mindful of that. The second thing is that the guests that we have here are talking about their personal experience, meaning how they subjectively experience the master selection process. And we all know that generally in life, in any experience or in any situation, there are no two people that experience something the same way. Two people can literally go through the same situation, the same experience, but they'll still interpret it and perceive it differently. That's another thing. At the end of the day, I feel like master selection in psychology is really about the panel wants to see you and the real you. And to be honest, there's really no complete way to prepare for being yourself. So please do take note of the three things that I just mentioned. Um, Don't go to a master selection process expecting to see exactly or experience exactly what we spoke about because these things are tweaked the people that are talking are speaking about their subjective experience and the panel really wants to see your true self and you really cannot prepare to be your true self okay so please like share and rate our podcast and remember what i said about rating and the importance of rating is that people get to know about the podcast people get to come in and learn about the good stuff that we're speaking about on your highest version so please give us the highest rating and then if you are displeased or have a suggestion or don't like something about our episodes or how we run the show rather send us a dm on instagram our instagram account is at your highest version or send us an email of your suggestion which is yhv.yourhighestversion at gmail.com let's get into the episode shall we all right, your highest versions. In this episode, I am going to speak to two legends. I refer to them as legends, and you'll know why later on. And I also refer to them as the cream of the crop. 
So the first individual that I'm going to speak to, I don't really remember. I'm trying to think of a first impression, but I don't really have a memory of um, encountering her in master selection. But I remember encountering her in research week, which is basically a week that everybody who was successful in the M program was asked to come later, um, a couple of weeks or a couple of months later for a research week where we were basically going to have a class on research for a whole week. And I remember about this individual that she had traveled from Eastern Cape, which is her home, um, to Botch, to Northwest University in the Bosch of Strom campus. And she, I think she was late one and she was very sleepy. And in my mind, I was like, wow, this girl has the nerve. How do you just sleep? <laughs> So this individual holds a bachelor in human and societal dynamics. She has an honors degree in criminology and both her degrees she obtained from the University of Free State. She currently is completing her master's in clinical psychology at Northwest University. And she has worked for a couple of years in different sectors, both government and private. Sky um, highlights that she has been in the educational and psychiatric department, which have been the cornerstones for her development, for developing her career and personality. Nothing has brought her more fulfillment and a sense of purpose than working towards healthier mental states and seeing people making meaning of their lives and also working with children. So welcome to your highest version, Sky. Hello. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Okay. The next um, legend that I am going to introduce, my first impression of this person was in my M selection, I think there were more than twice where him and I were in the same group. I just remember him as this tall guy. And when he started speaking, I was like, oh, I thought he was a bit tough and hectic, but he's actually a gentle giant. This man is almost <laughs> turning half of 60, which is 30. I don't know why he added that in his bio, but I guess he wanted you to, you guys to know he's eight. <laughs> he is interested. Growing up, he was interested in the, how the mind influences people's lives. And his friends suggested that he would make a good therapist. He studied sports psychology at University of Johannesburg um, while he was playing rugby to pay for his studies. He obtained an honors degree in psychology at the University of Free State and has completed his master's degree in clinical psychology. He applied four times, guys. So four attempts to get into a master's <laughs> degree. <program. laughs> he did his internship at the psychiatric hospital. And he is currently passionate at exploring ways in which psychology can benefit people beyond the practice of traditional therapy. Welcome to the show, Johan. Hey, Johan. Thank you very much, Hope. Uh, before we start, <laughs> Johan, I need you to pronounce your surname for me. It's very funny that the other time I was actually trying to email you, but I couldn't find you because I didn't know your surname. How did I study with you and sit next to you a whole year and not know what your surname is or even how to pronounce it? How did that happen? Johan, that's oh, unfair. I know that you're yeah, basically Dr. Matole. You know, I know how to pronounce it. I've, I've, I've can learned. I, can so I, why don't can you, I say yeah? it? Please, Please, should I say let's your Let's hear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's fun to watch. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's, 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 that's actually better than how I say it, Sky. I think I'll, I'll <laughs> tell it. <laughs> so you can't say your own surname. <laughs> it's fun to watch. But, um, okay. 
you know, Sky's actually right. It, it, I think the original meaning is the people that were coming from the heights. So, hmm. Sandy Wacht, uh, that works. So, Sky, <laughs> you, you nailed his surname. I didn't. No, definitely. I didn't even try. Sorry, Miss Matoli. Okay, guys. Um, so, what I often do with my guests is we do a quick check-in. So, basically... I want to know from you guys, how are you? Where are you currently as we are recording this podcast? How is the weather like where you are? And are you having any beverage as we have in this conversation? What are you drinking? Mm. <laughs> okay, so I am um, in Queenstown um, in the Eastern Cape. Mm. Uh, it is arching hot. I'm sure it's, it's, ooh, it must be 40 degrees or more. But like Ooh. I am stuck in the house, it smells like paint because we're painting the house. Yeah. Um, I'm not having anything. I was promised fish earlier, so I'm, <laughs> I've been waiting all day for the fish to come. And I don't want to spoil you? my appetite. My mother said when she comes from town, she's going to bring snook. Okay. So now I've been craving it for some time. So I'm waiting for that snook. I don't want to eat anything just in case she comes just after I finish it. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, so now I'm starving myself as I wait for the snooky. But okay. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a bit, a, a bit feverish, but um, spirit wise, I am, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling happy, happy Yay. than other days. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Johan? Yeah, I know. From my side, I had a coffee to try and wake myself up. You know, like we did for the afternoon <laughs> like back in the day. Um, and now I'm just sit here with uh, water to try and keep me awake. But I'm, I'm, I'm all awake now. I'm in the groove. Um, sitting awake? in port. Uh, the power just went off, so the fan stopped working. It's also hot, but I don't think it's as hot as there in, in um, Eastern Cape. Okay, yeah. And... Um, yeah, yeah, um, and then yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm excited that that the Opio podcast is, is starting and going, and uh, you know to be part of that. That's uh, that's quite exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, feel yeah. mm-hmm. so, a bit privileged uh, that you included us. You know, <laughs> you guys are legends. Yeah. The cream yes, of the crop. <laughs> How would I not have you? <laughs> Johan, you still drink coffee. Yeah. I feel like in our M1 class, I was the only person who didn't drink coffee because you and Sky were part of the coffee crew. And in my internship year, my the people mm-hmm. I did my internship with, they were like, ah, we're giving you two months. You're going to start drinking coffee. I still don't drink coffee to this day because it doesn't smell nice for me and it also doesn't taste very good. Are you still... Like an an addict. Not that you guys were, but are you are you guys still a bit of you know addict? <laughs> Hope I don't judge my coffee drinking nearly as much as you did. So I feel like I actually I actually think that um Johan kind of rubbed off his coffee tendencies on me. Because I'm not even like a heavy coffee drinker. Because I, I don't, the, I, I'm sure the last time I had coffee in the office, Johan was with you, hey? Because really? in last year, I no, I wasn't even having that. Hey, eh? no, I think it was him. I'm gonna blame him. Wow. <laughs> he almost turned me into an addict. But <laughs> <laughs> it's because him. he was always so up and, but he was always so up and fresh. So I figured, hmm, whatever he's having must be good. So let me have that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we were like a coffee club, you know. We were. 
We were. Yeah, it was fun. It was like you get a smoking circle. We were the coffee club. <laughs> yeah. The coffee literally got you guys through the M program, don't you think? Networking. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So I want to start very briefly by asking you guys, um, when did you, because it seems like, Johan, you kind of have been studying psych from your degree, but when, at which point of your life did you guys get to the point where you're like, okay, I want to be a psychologist or I want to study psychology? Mm. Well, for me, it, it was just a general interest. And then I thought, okay, studying um, studying it at the degree level, um, it will just work. But I wasn't sure what exactly the different areas is that you can work in in psychology, you know, the different, um, what do you call it now, fields, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I actually just wanted to study a degree that will open up enough time for me to also do sport. Um, so... Yeah, initially I did I did a physiology and psychology, but then that had too much practicals in the second year, so I swapped it for sports psychology. And I must say the 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 undergraduate psychology modules it, it was interesting, but it was it wasn't. Some of it were quite boring as well, you know, learning about Freud <laughs> and first year <laughs> psychology. But then third year and and honors and yeah, especially motors, it became much more fun. So. Actually, um, during the honors year, I actually started learning a bit more. Okay, you get clinical and, and counseling and educational and industrial mm. psychology. Um, mm. But I, even then, I wasn't completely sure about what each entails. You know, what, what mm. does an industrial psychologist do and what does a clinical do that an industrial doesn't do? But uh, so I, mm. I, I think I just followed my interest as I got opportunities. Um, keeping in mind that, yeah, I'd like to do something in a therapist um, direction one day. Yeah. Mm. So how did you choose clinical psych? At which point did you know that? You know what? I, I'm i not actually sure. I think if it came to selection and they they um, convinced me that, listen, um, we we think you'd rather do better with counseling. I would have believed them, you know, um, yeah. because up until that point, I've never worked in a hospital setting. It was only in the internship year that I worked there, and that I thought, wow, this is what what a part of the world to be involved in and to work in. You know, I felt really engaged in, in internship year, so I think it was the right choice. You know, I, I'd love to continue working like that, but before that, I didn't really know what it would be like. And, yeah, I also wasn't really sure about, you know, practically what would the differences be in the career between a clinical and counseling psychologist. Maybe we'll still get there. Yeah. What about you, Scott? No, I think, actually, uh, mine is more or less the same um, as with Johan, for example, with clinical. Mm. Um, to me, I, I also didn't know. I, I honestly didn't know the difference. And um, now, to me, when when we got there during the master selection, everybody was just like now screaming clinical, clinical. You know, yeah. like giving it mm. like the impression that clinical is somewhat better. You know, mm-hmm. and um, in my mind, because I remember I actually even googled. You know, because I was thinking, oh, okay, I do know that there's a difference. You know, but to me, it was like okay, which whichever one. You know, yeah. like I, I can, I can, I can apply for whichever one. Cause I even said in my, 
I think in the in the application form, there's like um clinical counseling. Yes. Oh, is it both? I think there's both. Yes. So I, I I I actually think yeah, there's the three options. So I I I selected all three, like whichever one, because I knew that I I just I just wanted to do therapy, you know. Mm. But like what kind of way, you know? To me, I think it it wasn't important yeah. until I got to selection, you know. And then everybody was like, eh, clinical, clinical, you know. <laughs> and then I was like, hmm, okay, maybe. Maybe I could go clinical, but when they yeah. told me that, okay, you got into clinical, then I was like, oh, okay, well, good, you know, yeah. but like, it wouldn't have bothered me either way, you know, yeah. but, um, undergrad wise, um, I, 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 I decided actually, I, I wanted to do, um, psychology when I was doing my first year, my first year, I was in, um, Pretoria mm. and I was studying communication and, um, I, I, I seriously, it was, um, journalism and communication. Okay. And I, I, I was looking at it and I was like, hmm, do I, do I really want to do this? You know, when you, you really feel stuck, but you, you, mm -mm. you don't know where you're supposed to go. You know, I yeah. think it should have been a, a year for a gap year. For me. But unfortunately, we, we sometimes don't have the luxury of a gap year. Mm. So, um, so I dropped out midway, um, communication. And then I, I, I said like throughout from June until the end of the year, I was like, hmm, I, I want to study psychology. Like I, I would be, I've been told that I do have some qualities, but it was what was known was social work. So everybody kept talking about social work, social work. So now when I did my research, I was like, actually, psychology is closer to what I think I want mm -hmm. than social work. So then, um, so I applied and my, my degree was flexible because I had four majors. I had um, communication, I had psychology, criminology, and sociology. So to me, that worked out fine because either way, you know, like I could decide later on when I'm done with my degree, which, which, which way I wanted to, to, to take. Yeah. So um, eventually when I was supposed to do my honors psychology, I was actually now more fascinated with criminology. And then I was like, oh, I'm so fascinated. I'm just fascinated mm -hmm. by people. I think at that stage, I was just fascinated with um, how people, like with people just going, you know, like, is it div deviance? Yeah, deviance. You know, mm -hmm. how do you raise, how do you raise a child? Like, you know, with purity and uh, you raise them best as you can, you know, but yeah. still they, they deviate from what they've learned, social norms, social, you know, like everything that you know, that you just, you know, so it's always been, I think that to me, the core of the person, how, 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 how a, a person operates, you know, how they grow and other influences that um, kind of build them and groom them into becoming who they want to be later in life. So um, I did my um, honors criminology. And then um, when I was doing my honors criminology, I was like, yeah, no, but you wanted to do psychology. And then I was like, <laughs> yeah. yes, I still want to do psychology. So I hopped back on and then I did my honors psychology like many years later and then later on my master's. Yeah. So it's been like a full journey. I think like every time I would deviate, <laughs> like yeah. those, the, <laughs> like the people in criminology, I would be reminded like again, what, what it is that I had wanted, like the calling, you know, mm -hmm. that, that this is what you're supposed to do, you know, and then I'd find my way back. I always find my way back into psychology. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful story. Mm. I want to go back to when you spoke about the options of, you know, with the NWU pay, um, application form, there's an option for clinical mm -hmm. counseling and they say either. And I remember yeah. I've always, I feel like I've always wanted from like second year, I've always, I had the, you know, the purple psychology book, 
the title of the book is psychology mm-hmm. the purple one i think you guys also may, may have used it in undergrad and there's a page that has the different psychologies like clinical counseling ed oh, yeah. research and then it defines them and then i think from first mm. already i was like i'm i i'm more suited i think um counseling psych suits me more but i remember when i had to apply mm. and at first i chose counseling psych and then i chose either mm. but then i was like ah it's going to make it's going to make me look like i don't know what i want and that's going to be a minus <laughs> and then i just ended up going for counseling <laughs> so yeah i just wanted to share that quickly um johan <laughs> you have had four attempts of applying for master selection um well how far did you go like how many selection processes in total have you gone through from the four that you initially applied for Oh yeah, with that I meant four selection processes. I applied oh. more times to different okay. universities, universities, but yeah, I went four times for selection processes. Whoa. Mm. How was that? Um, sure, you 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 were chasing the dream, Johan. Yes. yes. How do you keep going? <laughs> four times. How do you and keep going? The first one, no, I'll tell you um because I I made up my mind that this is what I wanted to do and then yeah. you know, but after the third unsuccessful attempt you know i i did start you know even though i know i made up my mind that i'm going to do it however long it takes you know i have that that determined part of myself i also started exper- started experiencing doubt like what if i have to choose something else what what will i do you know and i started to, started to wonder about different options but um you know luckily um in that same year uh, the um email came through from Northwest University and they had the last scheduled selection process. Okay. So luckily it happened in this year. But yeah, I, I applied at the University of the Free State the one year. I only applied there and I wasn't successful. Um, mm. And but it you know I went through to the final round. So it was it wasn't it was kind of close but but still. Mm. And then I the next year I applied more places and I thought okay I'm not going to risk just applying at one place because yeah, I realized there's so many factors involved in a selection yeah. process you know there's different people in the panel each year I'm going to try and and increase my chances mm. and I applied mm. to I think almost every university that I could so I applied UJ I didn't apply to Tux I thought well their website seems very rude to me so I thought <laughs> no <I don't> <laughs> <laughs> and they also the the deadline was for quite early but other than that I really applied Rhodes in MMU um yeah I was a bit late for University mm-hmm. of Limpopo but if I knew about them and they had a mm-hmm. good quite a good psychology department I would apply there too um so all over and then I was invited to um University of the Free State again and to Stellenbosch okay so I went to okay. those two selection processes and mm. again both you know unsuccessful and, and that's tough eh? because for it's it, you know it's for a week that you are there but it's mm. also for the whole year before that 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 is mm. that was my focus point you know that was what i mm. that was my direction what i applied my efforts into so the disappointment of not getting in it's it's real you know and mm. um so yeah after that i i also I thought okay next year i'll i'll try again and i will go to different places because throughout the whole process i really i was learning about myself yeah. that was also mm. frustrating because i didn't quite know what it is that i should be learning you know to increase self knowledge to mm. to become more psychologically mature I, i didn't really know how to do that i knew if i applied my efforts to it i probably would be able to but i don't know how 
But then I did realize throughout the selection, especially getting feedback from Stellenbosch University, that was so valuable to me mm. because I realized that my first impression is quite different than what I experienced myself as. And yeah. just mm. information like that, that really helped me, um, in the, I believe, in the last selection process at Northwest University. Mm. So it was four attempts, but in total, how many years? Because the one year you just applied one university, so that's the first year. The others, were they all in the same year? Yeah, they were all in the same year. So, yeah, it doesn't sound that that rough um, if I say it was only for two years that I... (laughs) (laughs) But I must say, it is, it is. And before that, there were... Two years before that, that I decided I'm not going to apply now because I want to focus on other things before I do masters. Yeah. So mm. the, the first year of honors, I, I did my honors over two years. I did it like part time. Um, mm. so I decided I'd, I'd rather do that and try and get my marks quite good. Um, mm. Then, because a lot of people at the University of the Free State did a year honors, and then if they didn't get into masters, they redid some modules to improve their marks. So I thought I'd just take it all all from the start. Yeah. And honors itself is quite hectic. I did my honors while I was working part-time, so that was crazy. That is yeah. like, that's unbelievable. Yeah. I, that, uh, honors yeah. is hectic. That, that's where you lost your ability to sleep, eh? <laughs> yeah, that's why she doesn't sleep anymore. <laughs> no, it was already gone, guys. It was long gone. That's our late. It's been, it's just been that way. <laughs> so Sky, I want to talk about how many times you applied, but I want to start with, um, I remember you said somewhere in between when we were kind of talking about, when I was talking about um, letting you guys basically know that I wanted you guys to come speak about M selection. But you said something about mm-hmm. you didn't know anything about selection process. Let's start there. Um, I didn't actually. Um, to me, I, I think it was more ignorance than anything else. Okay. Um, after I did my honors, I worked for a bit and then I sat for some time unemployed mm. and, and so then, uh, then I was like, oh, okay, let me just, somebody just finish psychology, you know, and just, and just become registered. Let me, let me finish this. Let me stop, you know, like with the whole pause, let me pause and, um, work for a bit. I need to work the pressure of, um, staying at home, the pressure of being an adult and not working, you know? So, cause psychology takes a while. Mm. It's mm. not, it's, 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 it's not one of those, like you, you just study and then straight from there, you can go work, you know? Yeah. Cause even with, mm. uh, with your basic degree, it, 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 it's like you have nothing. You, you yeah. have nothing, you know, like you can't get into anything because then people would ask you, okay, so what did you study? And you tell them, be so see, you know, and then so where, what field would you go into? And then you try, you, you, it's, it's one of those things you have to explain, yes. you know, that, yeah. oh, okay, well, this is what I need to do. You can't just give like a straight answer. Mm. So then I decided then, okay, let me, let me actually just go through with this and just finish it. Money will come later, working experience, everything else will come later. Let me just finish. So. So then I applied and to me I thought it would be like an application like you know like it was with honors like oh, you yeah. apply you get called and then and then they said come for interviews and then between these days and this I was like it's a week and then I googled I'm like what is happening why would there be interviews what, the hell? what are they doing what are they doing in a whole week you know so then I googled so when I went into interviews I, I, I don't want to lie I had 
totally no idea like obviously from google i had some idea you know because then i i i like i saw some things and whatnot mm. but obviously i think we spoke about this before there's some secrecy around it you know yeah. so it's not like a plain like oh, okay well this is what they do in day one this is what you know this is what to expect you know mm. so then i went um so it was um that year i applied um i applied northwest university i applied free state obviously because i was there and i loved being in free state Mm-hmm. And then I applied Limbombo. So I got um, the two, re- um, uh, sorry, I got um, a rejection from the free state because apparently I think I was late. And then uh, Limbombo never responded. I called them, called them a couple of times and then just gave up because they never responded. Mm-hmm. And then Northwest invited me. So when I came down to the Northwest, it was like everybody excited. And I was terrified because I was thinking, what, what is, what is going to happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I felt actually, it, it, it even felt like I felt, most of the things that were happening there, I felt like, you know, the imposter syndrome. Yes. You know, when you're like you, you know, and some of the people are fresh from varsity. I've been out of varsity and I'm still like, I felt like this old, uh, this old lady who doesn't know what is what. <laughs> so then, um, so then, yeah, so that was my first time inter- like for the interviews, like uh-huh. the selection. I made it till the final round. And then, um, sure. then I was, I was obviously, I was obviously not selected. Mm. So then when I was leaving on the bus home, cause straight from the rejection, I got into the bus and went home on my way. I was like, I'm coming back. Yeah. You know, when you, you know, like those, those moments yeah. when you know, yeah, to me, I just knew, um, as a result, the following year, I just applied at Northwest. I didn't apply anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And um, so they they invited me again, and then I was like, God, this 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 has to be it. I I think last year was a practice run, yeah. so let let's let's do this. You know, you can't you can't be mm-hmm. I, I can't be playing games all all the time here. I've been mm-hmm. sitting um all like for years, you know, and I'm ready to do this. I, I feel like I've grown and I'm ready. So when I went then um the second time I got accepted. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's quite. So that was um. Mm. And it was actually very shocking because I, I heard about people who were there for the eighth time and, yes. and, and, you know, mm-hmm. and I was, and I was thinking to myself that if, if I don't get it, I think in my mind, my mind was already made up and maybe mm-hmm. God knew, you know, because my mind was made up the second time I went that mm-hmm. if I don't get like I've, I've, I was exposed to so many disappointments mm-hmm. that I was like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be disappointed constantly about this thing if mm-hmm. this doesn't work out then clearly it's a sign that I'm not supposed to be here you know yeah. which is um obviously I'm not saying that that's what people should like the kind of mindset people should go into mm-hmm. but the kind of the place where I was in at that time you know it was either this or I will look for something else totally yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, almost like a last chance I'm giving this. Yeah. Or, you know, mm. uh, it was really know, like a last chance. I, I experienced it similarly at, at Northwest. Um, I, I remember thinking that a similar thought that if I don't get in this year, I'm applying here again mm. because I experienced mm. the selection process and the whole environment, the, the whole vibe, I experienced it differently compared to the other places that I went to for interviews. Um, mm. And I thought to myself, you know, perhaps maybe sometimes a different person will just fit better in a different place, yeah. you know, depending yeah. on who's there and the selection mm. panel. So so that's what I knew. I, I'm not going to apply it, um, at the University of Free State or Stellenbosch again. I'm, I'm going to 
I'm going to stick here. And I know a, mm. a, another friend of mine thought similarly. You know, you get a feel of a place. Mm. It's not a warm environment. Too. Like, a master selection it on its own is mm. hectic. I feel mm. like NWU is a bit of a warm environment. Not that anything is easier, but the environment is just mm. so light. And that's one of the things I experienced as well. As opposed to, mm. I had only been to one other university that year. And it was, yeah, okay. so it was quite warm. I think that's that's what it was for me. And the, the activities also were quite interesting as opposed to the previous mm. that I had had. I was like, oh, this is very creative, you know? It was <laughs> more creativity. And as a person who considers herself quite creative, I was kind of like, it, it would be nice to study here. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so mm. that was my experience. Um, Sky, what... So you didn't know, but once you had gone through the first time and not gotten through you know, the first election process how did you prepare mm. like what did you do to prepare did you summarize a dsm <laughs> did you study funny you should say that because uh, that's exactly what i did wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly what i did because then i felt that in as much as obviously there was some work that I had to do personally, yeah. uh, some of the, of the things that I learned the first time were more to do with the DSM, you know, uh, yeah. diagnosing theories, you know. So I went, I, I actually went into like, I just, I just read up because mm. it had been quite a number of years since I was okay. gasted to, you know. Yeah. So for me, yeah, so for me, actually, that's exactly what I did. I just read up on the DSM and yeah, some theories, you know, like the theories that I, I thought were more, um, you know, like you, you have theories that, that you like, yeah, like your, your mm. favorite theories, you okay. know? So yeah, that's, that's what I did. So you brushed on yeah. your theories and also the different diagnoses. Mm. How much time yes, did you spend right. on that? Mm. Were you studying as if you were to write a test or were you just reading through it? Did you make notes? I made I made notes. I remember I made notes. It was just before um I went for the selection. I was working now as an agent, okay. and it was so busy because you know you put things off, and I'm good at that. <laughs> so I kept putting it off. I was like, oh, okay, no, I still have time. I still have time. And then I remember it was two weeks prior um the the, the selection, and then I was like, no, I'm out of time. And you know the DSM is a lot, eh? Mm. So then I started yeah. like I said, I started two weeks before. Wow. And then, like, just making notes, like, um, every afternoon, maybe I'll take, like, an hour, 30 minutes sometimes, you know, and just, like, you know, read through so that I familiarize myself with it, you know. I didn't expect them to, to I didn't expect myself to know everything, you know. Okay. But at least more notes, you know. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Wow. What about yeah. you, Johan? Um, yeah, I also, I prepared a bit. Um, I read through, but, like, summaries of, of some disorders. Um, but I, you know, I was conflicted because by that time I have heard about some of my friends who've been to other selections that they were asked um, something about a disorder and they, they weren't sure, they didn't know and they were honest to say, listen, yeah, no, I can't remember that and they still got selected. So I knew, okay, that's not, it's not going to make or break getting selected, but I do just want to have, have a proper idea of what's going on sort of. You know, um, if there's an activity that we need to diagnose, that I at least have some familiarity um, in regards to that. But but I tried to just to speak to a lot of people. Um, mm. You know, I spoke to, and I, I tried different things. Um, the, my one friend, 
he he practiced interviews like he got a lot of questions he got some wow. from google some from other people and he like he got his girlfriend to ask him the questions like he practiced being interviewed wow. then I, I tried that with lazelle but it felt so weird to me i, I just I struggled <laughs> to answer so i told her no 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 let's, let's stop this i don't think this is gonna work um so i just <laughs> i would just reflect on on whatever i my questions i expected and um you know imagine answers and mm. i spent a lot of mental effort you know, it was it took a lot of time wow. um imagining what might be asked and what, what i might answer yeah yeah wow i i feel like the, the the one that plays between the three of us because i i heard people <laughs> say that and that's why i i i asked you guys that question but I didn't do any of that, guys. Hey, I did not read on anything. I did not summarize anything. Well, I so I studied at a campus at a undergrad until honors, first year until honors. I studied at yeah. um, the South African College of Applied Psychology. It's basically a college that specializes literally in counseling, coaching, um, and psychology. Now they added social work. So every single module that mm. I've had has been psychology based. Like not, so there wasn't like mm. a majoring in this. So because it's such an mm. intimate space where there's not more than like 15 people in a class, we'd have lecturers talking to us about selection. The first day in okay. the first year when I got into class was the first day I knew what it takes to be a psychologist. Because our lecture sat us down like, some of you are not going to be psychologists. This is the road. Spoke to us about selection and all of that. Mm. And I think because I'm quite a spiritual person, the seed that I sowed, literally, I remember from that day onwards, um, she said to us that the first, only 1% of people make it through in their first year of applying, which which I did, right? I got in the first year of applying. And she said to us, yeah. said to us um, some people go 13 times, um, 13 selection processes, we literally know of a lecturer you know who worked there at my previous college um who literally had 13 selection processes i don't know if it was over 13 years but the selection the number of selection processes was 13. Mm. so when she broke all of this to us this lecturer i remember sitting and as part of my prayer every day when i would pray and spend time in prayer i literally would say i want to make the one percent i'm gonna make the one percent right so closer to the time um I didn't study anything. I didn't do anything. I obviously had conversation with some of my mentors um, from SACAP who were already um, psychologists. And because I was working there part-time and involved in a lot of things, I had access to a lot of people. So they would share the experiences, not even in detail, guys. Like I wouldn't ask every single thing. There's just one lady who told me about an activity that they did at UJ. Um, and that's all the practical it was. But what I focused on in terms of preparation was self-awareness, because in any case, that year was the gap year after my honors, and I was working on myself. So nothing academic, nothing professional that I that I was preparing on. I just, you know, it was just self-awareness. And like the obvious mm -hmm. questions, like, why do you want to be a psychologist? That's what I thought about. But my preparation was not necessarily mm -hmm. like that. And I've heard, like you guys saying, you know, people summarizing DSMs and all of that. And I'm glad that I didn't come across people like that or have conversation with people who were going into selection processes because I think it would have intimidated mm -hmm. me considering the fact that mm -hmm. I didn't really prepare in that capacity. You know, I was just focusing on my spirituality. I was focusing on getting to know myself more. And I was like kind of thinking about the obvious questions. You know, why do you want to study psychology? Why counseling psychology mm -hmm. and not clinical psychology? But I didn't do any mm -hmm. academic preparation 
any DSM. I didn't read through anything. And the previous year I had done my honors. I didn't go open any book or anything. So yeah, I think that's bold, yeah. Yeah, it's quite interesting. That how, is really yeah, how different it is, how different people prepare. And that's why it's always important yeah. when we have in this master's conversation, um, prep master selection conversation, people need to be aware that there's not a script. <laughs> there's no right way or wrong way of doing it. People mm. do it differently. Mm. Um, get the um. information and from the information prepare in a way that you feel like you need to prepare based on, you know, the experiences that people have shared um, and what you've heard. So it's, it's quite interesting, but I, I'm glad I, I, even at that point, I didn't encounter anyone who told me how they were preparing. And I'm so glad for that because looking back now, I would have been so intimidated and that would probably have, um, uh, that would probably played, would have played a, a part in how I answered my question because I'd be feeling, you know, that imposter syndrome that Sky spoke about. I'd be asking myself, why do I deserve to be selected? This person summarized the whole DSM. I didn't do anything, you know? So yeah, it's, it's, it's quite interesting to see the difference in just, yeah, and I guess it's, if it's your time, it's your time. Whether you prepared a certain mm. way or prepared a different way, so it's quite interesting to hear um, that from you guys. It's can, uh, what, can what, I what, ask? Is, what is? Oh, sorry. Okay. No, I'll go. Oh, you. Okay. <laughs> so I was gonna say that what is what is very interesting for me now um, that you're talking about um, your whole experience, you know, mm. at uh, state camp is that um, it's 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 amazing because when I was undergrad. Yeah. You know, nobody told us. Like, I remember, yeah. I think first year, there was a hundred and something students. Like, it was overcrowded. Mm -hmm. Like, in the lecture room, like, people would be sitting down. There would be no space to sit, you know. And nobody prepared us. Nobody said to us that, you know, um, prepare, mentally prepared us. That, you mm -hmm. know, there's a possibility that you might not get in. So, it yeah. was like a matter of you do your honors, you do your master's psychology, and then you're done, you know? So it was like a done thing. Nobody said that. You, it was always, to me, I thought it was dependent mostly on just your marks, you know? Mm -hmm. Just get good marks. Yeah. And then if you get good marks, then then then, then you're good to go, which which mm -hmm. is actually not the truth, you know? Yeah. You could be getting A's and it would still not happen. You know? yep. It's yep. it's really it, what you said, true. Like, when it's your time, it's your time. Mm -hmm. Because I, I felt it was even unfair, you yeah. know? It was unfair to allow people in uh, to study, thinking that they would go and become psychologists yep. when yeah. the reality is that only 1% is going to make it into becoming psychology. Mm -mm. But that's the mm. thing, again, Sky, it's good that you had an idea of master selection. I know first years who think after the degree, they become a psychologist. Mm. You know what I mean? So at least you had that idea that, okay, you go all the way to masters. They are first years who think you study mm. two years and you're a psychologist. <laughs> but it's, it's shocking. You know? We used to joke that the university knows about this, um, but doesn't want to inform the first years because a class of a thousand first years are paying and that's actually yep. bringing in a lot of income to run the psychology department or whatever. So if we tell everyone now, listen, it's going to take so long or you're not going to be able to be a psychologist after this degree, um, you know, a lot of that. <laughs> so yeah, I think yeah. the big universities see it as the individual's responsibility to find out what's the root yeah yeah. yeah yeah it becomes it becomes an individual an individual decision honestly uh, because then like if you leave it to the university then in a way you are screwed <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> and that's why it's so important to have you know conversations such as this that's why it's important for you know mm. students to have mentors you know because mm. not and also i think the question also is how do we draw the line i mean the university also to a certain degree can do so much to inform but people will always be peopley students will always be students mm. you know they won't be mm. attentive and i think that's why it's important to have platforms like this and that's why i was very interested in definitely touching on doing a mini series on psychology master selection because so many people are you know are, are misinformed with that mm. so i want to i want us to briefly discuss some of the um some of the activities that we did at NWU and like we 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 had this conversation before you guys in terms of the secrecy of it so i want you guys to discuss two you know to your comfort and not say what you feel like is too much to say because on one hand um i do get the secrecy around master selection because people can just present who they are not you know and at the end of the day they want to see mm-hmm. your true self in master selection people mm-hmm. will just over prepare if we really give mm-hmm. out everything so um mm-hmm. i want us to kind of go through i'm going to mention the, like three different activities and just tell me what share maybe an experience if you would like to but what i want to get to the crux of is what do you think um the the panel is looking for are the skills or traits mm-hmm. of the individual in mm-hmm. that um in that activity so the first one is actually not an activity but part of what we did at NWU was personality assessments and what kind of information okay. do you think personality assessments um give um you know about the individual about the candidate what can the panel members see from the results of the personality assessments anyone can go mm-hmm. oh, oh, oh. no you 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 <laughs> i think i think for me personally what 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 i took from that is that they 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 trying to to see more or less the kind of um personality structure or let's say if like self knowledge to some to some degree you know mm. um that you know like obviously you know there's different kinds of personalities and um so there's uh, there's certain types i think that maybe are not so suited for psychology mm. you know but it's 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 really difficult to say because like like we said you know it 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 varies you know there's some yeah. people who are totally like you know you you look at them and then like even in masters class you know you would look at them and you'd be scared and you'd be thinking oh with this kind of personality would i really go to see such a therapist you know mm-hmm. so i think it it it's more to do um sure i don't know if they use their own discretion or maybe they say this they be looking for four types you know this type this type and this type but mm-hmm. to me i think it was more self knowledge you know yeah. that you are aware of the kind of traits that you possess I think for them also to mm. compare cuz I'm thinking of the results that mm. they find in our they found in our personality assessments because you also have mm. interviews where they are observing you and other activities where the mm. panel is observing you mm. if they put your personality mm. assessment results and they put their yes. assessment do those correlate mm. do you get what I mean because yes. also yes. going back to being yourself again people lie in personality mm. assessments some people will lie mm. because if in your mind you have an idea of this is the 
personality they're looking for. Also, obviously, you're going to answer in that way. So I think the correlation also between mm-hmm. their assessment of yeah. the personality um, in the different activities, um, correlating that with the personality assessment. What do you think, Johan? Not sure. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, and I thought to myself, when Sky said now, um, maybe they look at different personality types and if you'd be, or some maybe more suited. And I thought, how sad if you fail the personality test? Uh, what, what the hope is there then? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I like to think, I don't think they look so much, but my, my impression now, um, to the type, because, you know, there were different personality assessments, I think, yeah. um, that we did. Two different ones, or was it? Yeah. I think it was um, two. Yeah. So, um, I think it's more, to, you know, that they will see, I think it adds to the complete picture mm-hmm. that they form of someone throughout the whole week. Mm-hmm. So in the personality assessments, they will pick up faking good. You know, they'll yeah, pick up yeah. if someone really tries to fake good too much. Um, but they also tell that to us, you know, to try and be as honest as possible. Um, and I think it also informs some of the questions. I remember the one personality um measure um we we got to see it in our m year yeah. and there were some notes made on it and, and i mm-hmm. saw that and the one note was something with regards to uh, what about anger um, um because i'm someone that's very slow to anger and actually mm-hmm. deny that experience a lot so that came out in i think in the personality measure and it informed some of the questions they asked me if i ever got a yellow card while while playing rugby um <laughs> yeah so I think it, it, it informs other things as well. I think they take that information as part of different things. But mm. then I must say, I, I really, I, I'd like to believe that there's no um, one personality that they will say, this person will yeah. no way be able to be a psychologist. Mm. I mean, mm. it comes up in, in the one, the MMPI, that there's very strong um, antisocial traits. I think the, the chances are small that that type of person would be in selection, you know, yeah. you would be having gone to university and made it all the way and in selection. Um, and then I've also seen just, especially in internship, how very different personalities. Someone I thought, I wouldn't yeah. go to that person as a therapist. And then I yeah. see them connecting with someone and doing amazing work um, in a different um, way than I would have. And yeah, so that really gave me comfort in that I think different personalities can be effective in their own ways. You know, there's not a right or wrong personality, according to yeah, me. Yeah, I like that. Also, um, just to... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, just to add on to that, Johan, you know, because like uh, when, when you start working, you, are, you, you, you meet up with different people. Like mm. different people are your, are your patients, you know. Mm. There are people yeah. that, you know, I, I, I came into contact with, you know. And then, and then, it, like, because of my personality, you know, and as much as I'm flexible and all of that, I, 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 I could feel that, you know, this kind of person would benefit more from maybe a more structured, because I'm not yeah. that structured, you know, yeah. they would benefit more from somebody who's more structured, who's more, you know, um, it, so mm-hmm. the different, I think, yeah, you know, I, I, I do, I totally agree with you that, you know, like, um, the different personalities. Uh, bring about different dynamics in therapy yeah. and therefore yes. you know help in different ways yeah yeah 
That's very true because I like what you guys are both saying. There isn't a right or wrong personality for psychology. Because when I think of different individuals, like you are saying, Sky, different individuals will be suited by different psychologists. You know, mm. there's they yeah. there could be a personality clash with let's say me, mm. you know, being someone a certain person psychologist, whereas that person would be a better mm. fit with Sky or a better fit with mm. Johan. So it's not like there's a wrong mm. personality. And I think that's what candidates need to understand. People going to apply at some point, whether it's this year or next year for a master selection. That's why it's very important mm. to be yourself and to answer as honest mm. as possible. And I think another uh, thing in mm. personality assessment before we move on that I say, looking for resilience, you know, um, mm. and resilience is very important in the master's program because there is so much that happens. You know, and if you are not resilient, mm. you will not be able to get through a master's program, mm. which is actually mm. preparing you for in the real world. There are going to be challenges that you are going to deal with with your colleagues as a psychologist when you mm. have to when you are having to advocate for your client and everybody else is saying no or your supervisors against you. Um, and mm. they are even with your clients. They there's a lot of there are a lot of challenges that you're gonna. Um, run into with your clients because part of a mm. psychologist's job is not to sit down and just be your friend and agree with you but it's to disrupt the patterns mm. that are going mm. on in your life that have not been working so if you have to disrupt mm. patterns in somebody else's life who you are the psychologist too that can bring about conflict and you need to be able to deal with that so mm. they're also looking at i think a big mm. one of the factors that i took away from the personality assessment is resilience are you able to bounce mm. back? You know, are you able mm. to have a very um, challenging therapy session 15 minutes later, or even five minutes later, you have a different therapy session. Will you able to bounce, to, to bounce back and mm. put yourself in the headspace where you'll be ready to see another client? I remember mm. in my internship, um, there was a day where we called therapy day and all you do on that day is therapy. I would have six mm. to seven well, five to six therapy clients, one after the next, mm. the next hour, mm. five minutes, you know, to kind of just go to the bathroom quickly, drink, uh. um, go and get another file, go see another client. So will you be able mm. to be resilient through that? And I think that prepares you for that. Mm. And that's one of the very, um, one of the very um, important factors in personality assessments. Anything on personality mm. assessments, any other thing you guys want to add? Mm, mm, no, I can't think of anything else. Okay, so then we did a research activity, but um, the one that we did was in in formal in, in a group setting. Um, yeah. What are they looking for in in the research group activity that we did? What do you think they you know are the fundamentals of what they can see from the candidate's ability? I still have no idea. <laughs> I, know, right? I remember I panicked. I panicked the minute they said research. <laughs> I was born, you know. So you know, you know when you know you know nothing about something, and then you try to make up for as much as you can when you do know something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess I was just fingering keys somewhere, you know, because I honestly didn't know what it yeah. is that they were looking, you yeah. know. And obviously, with um, people who are. Who are, who are very knowledgeable research yeah. wise, you know, yeah, and yeah. then and then you're talking about this and that, and you're thinking, yo, 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 and there's people looking at you, you know. And I think the most interesting part is that there's people looking at you, so you're thinking that they're expecting you to say something, you know, yeah. <laughs> so even if it's just to agree just or maybe to say no, I don't something. agree. <laughs> 
you, yeah, yeah, you know, agree or disagree with something, say something, you know. Yeah. And yeah, so I think it was, for me, I think that was the most difficult, you know. That was mm. totally the most difficult. Mm. Uh, yeah, for me, that research activity uh, from NW was so much different than um, other universities. Yeah. Like, for example, Stellenbosch, we literally, we had like a, a page of info and then had to write our own like abstract or our own yeah. little proposal, you know, that seemed very straightforward uh, looking at how you can think, um, you know, scientifically or regarding a research question and maybe with a possible method in mind, you know, just to see you know, if, if there is some um, knowledge there or potential. I don't think they expect some it to be an expert. Yeah. yeah, some spark. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then the one at NW was was like a group activity where we discussed, yeah. and it was there was some weird stuff going on on the side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to give too much away, um, but yeah. um, I think you know, I think basic research knowledge is one thing they look at. But then I thought to myself, in a group activity, there's no way they can accurately assess everyone's Everyone. level of research yeah. knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I thought maybe they also look at just how you respond to different people in a group. Maybe there's one person that, you know, takes over and talks a lot and wants to control everything. Mm -hmm. And how do you respond yeah. to that person? Or how do you respond to the person that's shy and, and not really saying a lot? And also mm -hmm. um, giving an unexpected outcome or situation, telling us like this isn't, uh, this you know, this proposal isn't accepted or it's not good enough. Yep. How do we respond mm -hmm. to... Do something like that. We've tried our best, put in our effort, and you know now it's it's not going as we might have planned. How do we respond mm. to that? So I think they looked at a bunch of different things. Mm. Um, mm. It was yeah, quite an exciting activity. And I think only one group that actually um, got got accepted. Right, the proposal. All of us failed it. Basically, the group, um, the research mm. group activity. Only one group got it right. Yeah. So I that leaves me with the question. Yeah. Is it really based on the quality of the proposal or mm. do they just decide, okay, let's see how this group reacts if we tell them they, they didn't, you know, they're not accepted. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the other thing that, um, you know, you know, Johan, what you're talking about is like some people will want to take over and, and, mm. and I remember the first time I went, actually, I fell into that, into that trap because I didn't know much. Mm. I, I, I tried to be you know, like I, I overcompensated, mm. you know, mm. and uh, as a result, I, I became kind of like, I, I kind of dominated the group, which was very silly because <laughs> I was dominating them with nothing. With nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no. so, but you know, it's it just like, I think they also maybe those, those kind of things are the kind of things that they, 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 they try to look at because then it meant in a, in a space where I don't know what to do. I just try out everything and then just, you know, I panic <laughs> and, no, no. you know, just do things like, yeah, silly. <laughs> Empty tins make the loudest noise. That's what you were that day. <laughs> yes, yes, no, definitely. <laughs> I think I just no, remember it, being you know, when you say it on Sky, it's so familiar. Okay, Sky, go. I mean, uh, Johan, sorry, go ahead. No, no, just quickly, a similar thing happened to me at Stellenbosch. It was a group activity about getting to know each other. And I was so uncomfortable, didn't know what to do. I also <laughs> dominated that. It's not even me. That's not my personality. Exactly. 
making good. It's funny what you can do under pressure and when you feel um, that you are expected to perform. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and exactly. there's 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 one there's one young lady who actually went through I think she made it like um she, she got accepted that year. Né? She was the most quiet, the most quiet of them or of mm-hmm. all of us. You know, mm. and 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 when when she did spoke speak, she spoke meaning. Mm, mm. Like she wasn't just, you know, she was just she wasn't just dominating or saying just to say something, you know. So it, it doesn't even help if you're gonna be now saying, okay, let me speak so that they they recognize that I'm still yeah. here. You know, you're there. Just be present. Just be mm. present. Yeah, mm. you're worthy. You made it there. You know. And yeah, no, you made it. To understand, you are worthy. You mm. made it. I was about to say, um, I just remember because like Johan, my um, research activity at UJ was very different to the NWU one. At UJ, it was um, individual. We had to write a proposal that we also had some sort of scenario and we had to write a whole proposal and it was for three hours. And I remember people writing and going on and on and I was done. Like, what's going on? So I was just excited (laughs) about the fact that I'm not the only one doing the proposal in the research group activity. That's all. I was excited about it. I I also did say the bit that I could where I knew, but I also kept quiet. If you know what Sky said, (laughs) he did in her second time. I I said what I knew. If I didn't know anything, I just kept quiet. And then I would ask questions, you know. And um, I like what one of you guys said. In all the different activities, like for instance, this is the research group activity. There's a lot. It's not just research-based that they can see from that. They also can see your ability to work in a group, you know. Um, they're looking out, like Sky said, they're looking out for that person who's speaking the loudest. They're looking out that for that person who's speaking the least. And none of that is wrong because I think people, like you are saying, Sky, you know, you are overcompensating on your handset. You are overcompensating. And there's nothing wrong with being the one that speaks the most or the one that speaks the less. As long as that is true to who you are and you're not acting up just to perform in front of the panel. You know, Sky, you raised up something interesting that there's a lady who was very quiet and she made it through i'm I'm assuming she was being herself mm. you know so there's nothing wrong yeah. with either mm. speaking a lot or speaking less because really master selection mm. anything that you do even if you are being your true self can be used um can be for you or against you and you just will never know exactly and the safest mm. bet for me is to just be yourself if it's used against me it's fine i'm being my true self you know, it would be sad to have something being used against you where you were faking. I mean, what is the benefit there? You know, and that's why I'm always constantly reiterating the importance of being yourself. And that's just the important thing. So the last activity I want us to discuss, it's also a group activity. We basically had a riddle that we had to solve. <laughs> um, and I think I was in the same group with you. It, it was stressful. It was a lot. Do you remember that? <laughs> that was never sorted. It, it was, I yes, think my that group. one. Mm, mm. Uh, Talk to me about that. <laughs> I was, the, the, the funniest thing for me was that I was so frustrated that people are wasting time. Yeah. Because like people will come up with different strategies. And then the one will be like, okay, let us uh, maybe um, find out, you know, like well, want to find out the root. And others will be like, no, 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 no. Let's not find out the root of this. Let's just find a solution. And I was the timekeeper. <laughs> I appointed myself to be the timekeeper. 
you know okay. and they actually asked me, they actually asked me about that like later on like oh, okay so what 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 who appointed you to be timekeeper mm. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like but that people was wasting time itself. yeah <laughs> but whose time is it do you yeah. understand yeah. that's why i think that, you know what is it, is important that you know just stick true to yourself because I think it was like in a form of a panic that we need to pass this, guys. Let's mm-hmm. just do it, you know, and get it yeah. over with, you know, which has nothing to do with anything, you know, exactly. like, because I don't think, yeah, I don't think it was possible, or maybe if it was, it, that was not important. <laughs> that was not the point. No, <laughs> I don't think that was the point. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I mean, I understood it as, there is this problem, the scenario, but it's intentional to put the group under pressure to mm. see how do we act and how do we interact when we are under pressure. And um, mm. you know, I, I think yeah, we were we were so focused on solving the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone else was focused on more of the emotional and psychological side of the people involved in the problem. Mm. You know, mm. um, it was like maybe that's what we should focus on. But I, I think at the end of the day. Um, they were they were not that concerned about how we are solving the problem or if we are solving the problem, but how we are interacting and handling the pressure. Uh, because some of the things they said, I remember, and I think regardless of which direction the group goes in, when there's like a few minutes left, there'll be a comment of, we're not doing that well, you know, and then that adds pressure. And to see how do we, how do we handle that pressure then. Um, and I think the reason I say that is because the questions I got from the group activity was more about the interactions with people. Yeah. Um, you know, that what was my experience of an interaction here? And there was a time when someone spoke and I actually, I, I told her, wait, 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 this, this guy wanted to say something. You know, I was almost <laughs> coming up yeah. with the person next to me. Yeah. Um, and that's not something I wouldn't necessarily quiet someone, but under pressure in that situation yep. that that's what came out you know and they noticed that <laughs> yeah, yeah. were you guys surprised with how yeah. you behaved under pressure <laughs> mm. i actually yeah. was eh? mm. um because i i didn't i didn't realize that about myself until like we had to make like a reflection about it um later on because mm. i i didn't i didn't i i didn't i didn't see myself as the kind of person who feels if they feel under pressure then they 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 become demanding like like that is something that i actually um learned about myself from that experience yeah. that mm. the minute that i feel under pressure then i want to do everything myself you know yeah, i yes. want to dominate i want to mm. you know mm. like um so nobody no uh, nobody's ideas are going to be good enough you know i just now become self reliant let me mm. put it like that yeah. under mm. pressure that's what i do i become yeah. very self reliant and that is not mm. necessarily always a good thing mm. yeah i feel mm. like that yeah. Um, that activity is really to look at, you know, to see your problem-solving ability. Because as a psychologist, you do a lot of that. Mm. Um, but also, mm. once again, possible conflict management. Because there could be conflict coming. Like if mm. one person is focused on time and one person is focused on, no, let's sort this out, there could be possible conflict that comes up. I know my group, that didn't happen. Mm. I don't know about the others. But to maybe see that and what mm. Johan said about also about being under pressure. You know, because you tend to behave mm. a certain way under pressure. 
it might even mm. shock you like what what did i just do was that me mm. you it's know me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i think that mm. was, that's what it was okay guys i'm gonna ask mm. you two different things um so johan in your either i'm not sure if it was your panel interview or if it was your individual interview you were asked to diagnose yourself with a with a disorder what did you say mm. and what were you thinking when they asked you that? Like, what was going through your mind? I would freak out. <laughs> I did a bit. So I tried to take a, almost like a safe option out. And I told them, okay, I uh, think social anxiety disorder because yeah. it's been a, a week of, of different, you know, social um, challenges. And, um, and just because I, I'm more comfortable being not in a social situation but you know that then they told me okay you know that's the safe one but let's say personality disorder so they, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> they directed me uh, and then i took a good while to think but you know i, I thought about it before um in preparing mm. i've um, reflected about it a lot yeah because you are preparing thought, huh unlike some yeah, of but- us <laughs> <laughs> it helps to prepare unlike some of us but, i wouldn't have known what to say uh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't thought about this one. I haven't thought about personality disorder yeah. in my preparation. So yeah. they, you know, that, that didn't help actually. So when they say yeah. personality disorders, then I took a good while to think. And I took a risk as well because I felt the, the answer I give would put a certain light on me. And I told them, okay, I will say what I think, but don't judge me for that. <laughs> I told them, the panel, the they said, no, we won't judge you. And I thought, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought, right. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I told him I think narcissistic personality disorder um, and yeah. I saw a few of them shook, shook their heads um, <laughs> and yeah especially the one who, who does the, the MMPI you know the, mm-hmm. the one who interprets that and the reason for that you know I think there's a reason why I feared saying that and people can easily fear um, you know accepting su- such a thing about myself um, yeah. and at that time, I understood it as, you know, it's, I can be competitive and I can, um, you know, there is a part of me that likes being the best and wants to be the best. And I knew mm-hmm. that about myself by that time. And, you know, sometimes I would um, entertain that and other times I'd like, no, I don't need that right now. But what I learned during the year was that, you know, there's different personality structures and it doesn't mean you have mm-hmm. personality disorder, but it's mm-hmm. it's something in your personality that, informs the way that you function and and what gives you a feeling of worth and for me i realized you know a lot of times i i um go between either feeling like a failure not being good enough or feeling like a complete champ being excellent and just that structure moving between those two experiences that's that was the essence of um narcissistic personality Mm -hmm. uh, to me it's not you know no I, i don't think a lot of people would look at me and say, that guy looks like a narcissist, or I think he's a narcissist. Mm. But it's just about mm. that structure of those two experiences and going between them. Yeah, yeah. I would have panicked with that question, eh? Because I'm thinking so, of... I, I also... <laughs> you know, Sky, I'm thinking of... Um, there was one of the activities where they gave you a scenario and you had to diagnose... And remember, this yeah. is the girl who did not prepare or open the DSM or, mm. you know, even that abnormal psych book. This is the girl who, let's not even go there, who opened Noble, mm. you know. And they gave me mm. a scenario 
and I did not have any disorder inside. Well, obviously, before they gave you like um, some time to prepare before you come and present your case from the scenario. But I did not have mm. any any diagnosis in inside, in mind, in heart, in brain, nothing. And I remember <laughs> though, you know, and this is the importance <laughs> of, <laughs> you know, your education period. I had done my honors the previous year and obviously we did, you know, different diagnoses. But I said conduct, which was very extreme, you know, but thinking of it now, the answer would have been a positional defiant. And thinking of it now also, it is in the same group, in the same category of disorder. So it's not very far off. So I think, you know, this is just to say, yeah, this is just to say, trusting yourself once again, trusting the education that you got, even though you feel like you are asked something that you didn't really prepare for. Because I said, I was like, straight up conduct disorders. This is the closest that I could think of. But thinking of it now, being more experienced and having gone through the master's program um, and gone through the the DSM thoroughly, the answer for that would have been oppositional defined, which is really slightly similar. You know, it's just that conduct is a bit more extreme considering the type of scenario that I was given. So it's very important also for people to trust the education that you got because you're not going to get there and feel like you know an answer to everything but you have an honest degree yeah. in the bag you know you did <laughs> your honest degree and you did do these things so kind of think back to okay mm. and that's 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 where i took it from the previous year having done you know the different disorders and it was in the neighborhood mm. i mean it's the same category and i remember you know during that activity the whole group was sitting there on those steps, you know, on yeah, the staircase. Yes, yes. And stressing each other up so much. Some people are paging through this criteria. <laughs> this one again, this that one again. I was um, drinking and, water. I was sitting down drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's it's actually it's it's almost funny to me because during the year we learn that very rarely is something just one disorder. You know, we make mm. it so much about will I get it right or wrong. Exactly. And it's that's not the major point, actually. It's whether you can get the right feel for what's going on and how yeah. you approach it. Mm, yeah. mm. The scenario mm. I got now, I remember quite well. I was like, I don't know. I, I really can't put a disorder on this, on mm. this person. And mm. when it came, you know, we get like a, a little while to prepare. And when it came yeah. for me to go and discuss, I told them, uh-huh. listen, and, uh, I don't want to put a disorder yeah, because I don't think there's anyone that that fits well enough, so I don't want to force it on. Mm. Maybe mm. there's uh, one or two V codes I'll put yeah. on, like yeah. a relational problem mm. or something. But I'm not yeah. comfortable with putting a, a full diagnosis. And mm. it's, well, I think they were fine with it. Then we, they, I mean, they they nodded, and we went on to discussing how I would approach um, therapy with with this person. Yeah. Um, and you know, so the the, the I think. Um, mentioning a disorder wouldn't have changed that much my approach in therapy so mm. I, I was honest about it yeah. mm. wow that's good um, yeah. so Sky you got a question also I'm not sure if it was from your panel interview or your individual interview where you were asked the difference mm-hmm. between schizotypal and schizophrenia what 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 were you thinking girl just let us in it, it, <laughs> it, was, it was the panel <laughs> I was thinking, please swallow me, Ed. Please swallow me now. Take me now. <laughs> I was like, please <laughs> shoot me in the head. Do something. Because then in my mind, 
you know you know when you're trying um you're trying to look like you're thinking but you're thinking in your mind you have no idea nothing but now you don't wanna like you, you don't wanna come out straight and be like no i don't know because like that doesn't seem like a good answer you know but you know you don't know <laughs> so i i think i answered something silly something silly man like along the lines of they are both odd and you know like but like singing you know when you get out you want to slap yourself you're like what were you thinking who answers that you are applying for your answers. at least the least i could have done was maybe describe the differences you know but you know sometimes when you're saying things out loud then you're like kind of like gets like a jinx of like you know like maybe an answer should be this yeah, yeah. so i really like all i could think of was that they are both odd yeah <laughs> you said what, something. what? <laughs> i what i might as well have said nothing yeah, but i think you yeah. know like honestly when when <laughs> when it's your time it's really your time you know mm. and um you're not gonna be judged you know by some 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 little things you know yeah. like there's some things that uh like um they not like in 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 in, in, in respective of like when you look at the whole picture you know mm. some parts are not mm. that important you know because mm. i think already then i was like you know they had kind of i i think the second time around i came with who i am you yeah, know yeah. Mm. so like there's no things like that that i can't tell the difference between those <laughs> two which i i felt i should have been able to yeah. was not what did not in the end um kind of like shoot myself in the foot by not knowing yeah when you gave mm. the answer did yeah. you look confident i mean that that does the trick i had a question mm. where i did not know what i was going to say and even when I started answering, I didn't know what I was saying, but I was very confident. And literally, um, the the prof asked me, do you think you answered my question? And I was like, yeah, I definitely did. And I knew I said rubbish, but I was looking as confident as ever. Oh, no, no, no. You know, when you know <laughs> that you are speaking rubbish. <laughs> you look like and you, you speaking are speaking rubbish. I looked like I was speaking rubbish. <laughs> I, I i was like i was like there's no way i'm not i'm gonna be confident in what i'm gonna say mm. let me just look like i i look like i was still in the process of of, of thinking about it like something big was coming but mm. it never came. <laughs> <laughs> it was loading it was buffering yeah no it was it loading never... like, i think it's there there at 96 the data <laughs> stopped <laughs> funny oh, oh no, that's, that's so funny, funny. <laughs> yeah but but you know um for me i think um the second time but i i wanna i wanna just uh, highlight this um the second time i remember in the in the individual um in the individual um in the individual interview yeah uh there was a life story like a, a part of my life story that i was telling and as i was telling it I, I don't believe um, the the whole time like the story has been it's 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 it's, it's something about my past and um, relationship wise. Okay. But as I was saying it, like I had what what do you call it that that aha moment? What do you call it? Oh, epiphany. Epiphany. Yes, I had that, and they could see. Wow. Like it was so. It was you know when it's so obvious. Because I, I think for me, like uh, the minute I left, and, and for me, I think yo, it did a lot for me individually, wow. you know, that I think, yeah. I think it kind of impacted um, my whole interview. Because I when I had it, mm. everybody was like, I think everybody was just stunned. Mm. Like, because they, mm. I, I think they could see that it was only now 
that mm. I could I, I realize. Mm. That's amazing. Mm. Wow, that's yeah. Amazing. So uh, it seems mm. valuable to me because in that moment they could see you're able to take new information in a moment mm. and mm. and yeah. process it and work with it and take time with it, yeah. not just to bounce it off or you know mm. be rigid and, and deny it. You know that's mm. that's something that I struggled with my first year at at UFS. I was very rigid. Like this is who I am, and then later I had to learn. You know, it's actually it can be more psychologically mature to be more flexible and be able to to change in a conversation. Mm. It sounds you know quite extreme, but yeah, yeah, to me that's that's valuable. Every moment can be a teachable no, moment, definitely. even in the middle of master selection. Every moment can be a teachable yes. moment. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No. Absolutely. Okay, I want to switch gears a bit. I'm going to ask the last couple of questions. But I just want you guys mm -hmm. to, you know, paint a picture of the day-to-day -day life of being an M1 student. Give them, give the reality. I don't, I don't think people understand. And not, not to degrade any other master's um, program, but a lot of master's programs, you basically attend um, probably like 20 classes in the whole year. And then you are busy with um, your research. And that's why people are able to really finish their, their research quite quickly in other fields. But the reality in our field is, please explain the day-to-day. -day. Please tell the people how many times a week, how long of a day we had class. Just paint the picture for us, anybody. Uh, let, let, me, let me just say it was the worst and maybe the best year yeah. of my life. <laughs> yeah. Because obviously you wake up, you've got class from um, sometimes half past eight, sometimes eight o'clock until four o'clock. Uh -huh. uh, you have class. Monday and you still need to see Monday to Friday. And you still need to see that one or two patients in between. Uh -huh. mm. um, so you see how you squeeze it in. Uh, so for me, I think um, more than the workload, it was the fact that I was I was sick at that time. Mm. So now um, I, I I I felt like I, I felt overwhelmed with everything yeah. because now on the other hand, you know, I'm I'm trying to find out what is wrong with me. I I am not finding out what is wrong with me, and then there's this workload like constantly piling mm. up. Like if you, if you if you go on holiday and you think that you're gonna sit like you have like maybe say the March holidays or the June holidays, if you think you're gonna go home and go and sleep, that's yeah. a lie. That's a lie. You are yeah. not because you're gonna if you if you do it, you could do it. You know, you could be like be like, oh, okay, well, I'm gonna man up or be strong and just do it, but you're gonna suffer. Yeah, like it's gonna it's gonna creep up. You know, you miss a day. You know, you don't come to class one day and you come back and you know that you're, you've missed a lot. Eh? There's so much to catch so up. So it was hectic. So much to, to, to catch up. It's hard enough catching up on the stuff that you were doing in class whilst you were in class, mm. you know. So it makes it even harder when you are not in class, you know. Or if you are not present, like I said, I was, I, I didn't feel that I was, you know. Yeah, yeah. So like constantly you feel like you're always catching up. Catch right through the end. Like yep. till till the end when they were like oh, okay well you guys are done now you've written your exams but you still needed to submit um documents mm. like mm. files and everything yeah. you know remember i think hope i remember we were still writing 
<laughs> we're still writing notes way after the exam. Yep. You know, there were still files that we needed to yeah, compile and, 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 and. So, mm. you know, so it's a, it's a, it's a truckload of, it's a truckload of work, you know? Mm. And I think the only, the only way to survive is again, what, what you spoke about is you need to have practiced some resilience in your life, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, um, to me, I think, I think it's it, the, 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 the whole process, the whole, actually, everything that happens before you even go to selection is the preparation of what is yeah. going to happen at masters. That's true. Mm. You know, it's training. You are in constant training. So by the time you get there, you are actually implementing the training that you were, your hand was when you were playing rugby, you can't just go play a, a, a match, right? Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So I, I, I feel that it was, it was that kind of, it was that kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's very true, Sky. And you know, it the, the the thing that makes it the hardest is that you are in class twenty four seven for class. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And on top mm. of the the things that you do in class, what you get in class is homework. You need to do that mm. for classes. Mm. You have to prepare for class. You have research that mm. you have to do. You are seeing clients mm. that you need to prepare for mm. and research for because you're still learning these theories and how to apply them. All of those four mm. things, preparing for class, doing homework, studying, five things actually, preparing for class, doing homework, studying, preparing for clients and working on your research. All those five things you have to do, but not during class time. And class time is every day mm. from Monday to Friday mm. at eight or half past eight until half past four. So all of that you are doing mm. after hours, during your weekends, during your holidays and at home. So that is taking time Bro, from slow down. I was just like, yo, mm. the people listening to the podcast are going to say, Mm-mm, no, not psychology <laughs> anymore. I'm, I'm. <laughs> right? The, all of those five things are taking are taken from your personal time which you really don't have yeah. your time with your family mm. your time with your partner your time mm. with your friends your holidays mm. the weekends and that's why what you were saying sky you're not gonna go home for the holiday and say i'm not gonna do anything because on a simple mm. weekend you have to do something because it's piling mm. up things are piling up mm. and these are things no matter how yeah, things are really mm. piling up, and 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 you need these are things that need to be done. You have assignments. I, mm. spoke about, I, I forgot the assignment parts that you need to work on and prepare and submission and so on. So <laughs> assignments yeah. and homework are the same thing. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so the reality of it is, it's 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 a lot. It's it's really not easy. Mm. Um, it's possible. Can, can I also? It's a lot. Go ahead, yeah. Can I also share it? But I think. I'm looking back to the year of fondness, so I think I'm forgetting some of the challenges and just remembering, you know, mm-hmm. like the, what I remember are the breaks, you know, every time we have between 10 o'clock and quarter past 10, we go sit outside and have a chat. Mm-hmm. That was such a highlight for me and, and lunchtime, yeah. mm-hmm. on the glass, on the grass, mm-hmm. like a full hour lunch, you know, unless you see a yeah. client, but that's not every day, that's maybe once or twice a week that you'll see a client in lunch. Yeah. So that mm. that was really I love those times. I look back with that um, in with fondness, and um, to me the challenge was actually the the discomfort of learning and growing, like mm. going into that novel situation of of seeing someone and doing therapy without knowing really what the hell is therapy, yeah. um, or what what should it look like, and. Without, you know, with, with sitting with that uncertainty, am I helping this person or not, you know? And is it okay mm. for me to still learn and grow and maybe not help this person optimally? Or is it okay if this person 
if the whole life isn't sorted out by next week, you know, mm-hmm. um, sitting with that discomfort or also with, with trying out something and not knowing how is, is it going to work? How is it going yeah. to work? You know, learning to be okay with everything isn't going to work and, you know, to trust that whole process that, that was challenging, um, to me, um, regarding the, um, the academic load that was actually, it, that was less than honors to me. Honors had a more of an academic load to me, just in terms of studying and writing tests. Um, mm. But the challenge comes with balancing that academic load, like you said, uh, with all of the other responsibilities, yeah. the practicals mm. we had on Wednesdays. Mm. You know, I think I really valued and I thrived on the the, the times that uh, community psychology classes cancelled we don't go to the hospital or yeah. this lecture <laughs> this lecture that can't be there that was hectic that yeah. we had a morning off it was oh. such a pleasure to have a morning off <laughs> oh. yo that's the mm. best news you could get that i thrived on that then i would quickly do an assignment or just sleep later but yeah. um, <laughs> the other thing is I, I think maybe that helped is i tried not to put too much academic pressure on myself because you know, the evaluation isn't that much. It's like one exam in the middle of the year and one exam at the end. Okay, and then the presentations, the yeah, case presentations. Yeah. So I thought, I'm not going to try and put in a masterpiece in every assignment. I'm going to do my best with the time mm. I have. I'd say, okay, I spent mm. three hours on it, and that's it. And I'll see how much mm. I get, you know. I'm not going to break mm. myself for 5% extra. I'm rather going to mm. sleep well and, and you know, I, I choose how much time do I want to spend on everything. And I think that worked. I'm not sure. And I mm. think that's, that's the thing about, that's the thing about masters. It's like, you have to prioritize. Everything is important, but on top of that, you have to prioritize. Like what you're saying, Johan, you have to choose today. Am I going to choose sleep? Because you're always catching up. And I, am I going to catch up on sleep? Or am I going to put work, you know, um, some hours into this assignment? And sometimes everything is important that you need to do on that day, but you kind of have to choose. It's very impossible to give your utmost best in everything. And people are probably lis- will probably listen to this and think, that's not possible, but that's what happens in masters. Mm. It's impossible to give mm. your level best with everything. You kind of, it's kind of picking your battles. Like, okay, this one won't be so mm. great because I don't have the luxury. Because the luxury that you don't have in, in your M1 is time. You do not have the luxury for time. Sometimes you'll do assignments and they'll be done for the sake of doing them. They'll be good, but they won't be great. You know, and I remember when we had our debriefing in the master selection, um, the last, the second last day, I think, before they made the first cut, we had um, at the time M1 students who did debriefing with us. I remember one of the guys said, if you expect your marks to still be the same, you're probably kidding yourself. You know, if your average was like in the A's and the A pluses, it's probably going to go down and you must accept that. You know, we came in with like good marks. And when I look at my marks now, I think my average is probably... I won't say it, but it's like dropped from like my honors average, mm. you know, as an, mm. as an mm. A sometimes B student in honors. And when you look at my marks now, it's like, okay, you know, because you constantly have to prioritize and not that other things mm. are not important. Everything is as important, but you need to choose which assignment do I want to excel at, you know? And unfortunately mm. that is the reality because it is, it is so hectic and it is so much, mm. there's so many moving parts in your M1 year. Mm. So many moving parts. I, I, I think um, for me, 
the highlight was um, actually getting the results at the end. Oh, yeah. um, I remember there was there was there was um, some 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 issues with my results that um, uh, our pro, pro, pro program director had to call me like mm. um, individually yeah. to to give my marks. Yeah, I have never cried so much because in my mm. mind, you know, like my mind was made up, especially after the oral exam. You know, mm. I was I was mm. like, <laughs> Sky, you need to be realistic. <laughs> Mm. There's no way, you know. You know when you know there's no like you. You're like actually you. You've just decided that you know, yeah. um, with everything that has happened, there's just there's really just no way, you know. So when she called and she 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 told me that oh okay well yeah no it went well mm. I was I cried you know but it felt like the 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 road like it was such an achievement. For me, it was really such an achievement, you know, like the whole, everything, the process, everything that happened, you know, throughout the year, you know, for me at that moment when they said that it's over, (laughs) it was like, you know, it was an amazing moment. I think that it was such a relief. And the thing is that I I think if we, if we can look at um, the, what we reap at the end, you know, Mm. More than, you know, obviously enjoy the, 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 the journey, you know, yeah. but also keep in mind, you know, that this is going to be done. You know, it's not always going to be like this, you know, mm. it's, it's, it's one year. It mm. will feel like many, many years, but it is one year that will come to an end and the reward at the end will be so it's great. Great. So yeah. great. The it's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 That's well put, Sky. I'm, I'm even, uh, I'm even tempted to go do it again. <laughs> I, I will not be joining you, Johan. Oh well. <laughs> okay, we are running out of time, guys. But I want to talk about one yep. last thing. I'm gonna ask Johan to highlight, you know, the the to kind of outline. I mean, the the internship program, which is obviously quite different to what I did as a counseling psychologist. Um, just tell us about um the the outline of the program you know the hospital environment and what it was like um doing rounds i know you guys worked in a multidisciplinary team and then sky you also jump mm. all right well i can say that it, it looks crazy the first week or two um when we got training and when we started getting used to this is what it would look like and also we got the news that this these are all your responsibilities you know you have to see like 10 or 12 um, at the at one time it was fifteen I think patients in a week mm-hmm. and you have to do a, a climate meeting with two wards you know where, where you hear like what are the troubles or what's what should be fixed and things like that and you have to plan nurses training like resilience or um, what's the other thing uh, the thing we got is um, well being how do you take care of your well being as a nurse so many responsibilities. Um, that that we were said we have to do and we have to, you know, determine our own schedule. When are you going to get to everything? Oh, yeah, two other things were a substance rehab group as well as a a DBT, a dialectical behavior therapy group um, that would run. That's once a week that you do for eight weeks um, at a time and then you're off again. And so it sounds like so much. I remember thinking to myself, there's no way. How are we going to do everything? <laughs> but then it, it just it just fell into place. I remember it. Uh, the first um, department I was part of, you know, we started with Monday morning. The first hour I used for admin, half past 
seven to half past eight, and then we had a meeting for about two and a half hours mm. where you discuss all of the patients that is in that um, department. Yeah. Um, and then, then there's time to go see patients, to go do uh, whatever. And then there'll be maybe other supervision as well for two to three hours a week that you fit in somewhere. But it just, it just falls into place. Um, and then mm-hmm. you get into a rhythm quite quickly. Yeah. Um, I mean, even in January, we, we spent the first two weeks training. And before February, we were already in a rhythm. Like, yeah. okay, this is how it's going to be. And it's in a way, it's, it's quite fast-paced. But there is time to take a lunch break, to take a nap, or to, you know, schedule today. I'm, I'm not feeling up to it, so I'm not going to schedule patients for the afternoon or something like that. I'll, I'll work on a presentation. Oh, that's the other thing, you know, the twice a, uh, a year, you know, the um, presentation, a clinical case presentation, and another yeah, and two yeah. times a year, a video presentation. So, oh, and between that, sorry, um, there's a lot of stuff coming back now. Um, uh, doing a report you know there's a lot of reports we had to do depending on um, what your firm or your department what those psychiatrists ask for if if there's going to be a um, a, like a formal I can't even remember what we named it but it's like a formal discussion of a new um, patient or a patient that we want to reconsider the diagnosis then you have to prepare a whole complete report you know and in the beginning, mm-hmm. that takes so much time. You know, yeah. by the end of the year, um, you learn to do it quite quickly. Um, but yeah, th- those are some of the, the stuff we did. But it did fit in, you know, there, there was time. There were even now and then time to, to take a bit of a breather. Um, before yeah. you jump in, Sky, I think that is the essence of internship, as of the difference between internship and M1 is in M1, everything, your program is kind of structured for you. And internship, you're kind of independent to a certain degree in the sense that you kind of, um, you you schedule your time for yourself, you know, and that mm. is exciting, but in the beginning, it can be quite scary, like Johan said, because it feels so overwhelming until you find your rhythm and, okay, this is how I'm going to schedule my day. And, 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 and so that's like the thing about internship and the difference with masters. Um, and the other thing mm. that you can get from what Johan said is, he naps, guys. Did you hear that he said, um, <laughs> you know, you can schedule time to nap at work? Like, did you nap in your lunch break, Johan? Explain yourself. <laughs> How do you nap at work? Well, well, it's easy, you know, in, a, in an office, there's your chair at your desk, and then there's two chairs you can use for therapy. So I would okay. put those two in front of each other, just far enough away from the wall so that my head can rest <laughs> against the wall. No, and then I take a, a good 20 minutes and then I'm charged again. Yeah. Johan is a napper, guys. A power nap. A power nap. Sky, is there anything um, you want to add with internship? Uh, my experience well, my experience was very similar to um to yours, Johan. Uh, I, I think you forgot to add that you had clinic days. Um, mm. So you have um, a clinic days. Ours was usually on a Tuesday or on a Wednesday. So um, every other day you're in the hospital and then the, the Wednesday or the Tuesday, depending on which group you are in, then you had to go to the clinic and see patients there, which was actually also demanding in itself because mm. um, it, it, it's a different kind of um, atmosphere. It's a different kind of uh, setting. 
you know, uh, the clinic patients and the, and the hospital patients, you know. But in essence, everything is the same. Uh, it was everything, yeah, everything was similar, except that uh, you said that in the morning you did admin. In the morning, we had our Skinner time. We'd just sit and Skinner, <laughs> like between half a Skinner and half a Skinner. <laughs> that was um people who had coffee would go have coffee those who smoked would smoke those who um you know but it was usually it would be like in a group setting which yeah. actually helped a lot because it was also mm. a form of thing for us you know mm. um also yeah. there's a, there was a lot of dynamics you know like because obviously we a group and there's a lot of dynamics and also there's different kind of patients you know so it kind of like gave us like um the atmosphere to kind of like hey you know i don't know what i'm doing here you know, and then people would be like, oh, well, how about you try this? As a result, uh, sometimes we'd exchange theories, we'd, ex we'd exchange like uh, the different uh, therapeutic um, strategies, you know, yeah. because some of us were trained uh, more in CBT, I'm sorry, CBT, <laughs> and some more in, in cognitive, in, you know, different, mm. different ones. Yeah. So for me, that's, that, that, that hour, that hour was really it was it was it was the best for me because yeah. then that was the time where you could actually sit and 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 actually hear from your peers you know because then you you know that you're not on your own mm. there's other people mm. also going through the same thing that you you experience mm. so yeah my, my experience was also like likewise with johan yeah. um the difference was that i lived at the hospital mm -hmm. so everything was just close by you know oh. like yeah Awesome. You save you save petrol. You know I save petrol. I saved accommodation money. Everything. I saved though. everything. You, you know, and good. and also and also like the other thing is um that 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 was actually a highlight for me, but towards the end mm. that I think that was uh, was something that was supposed to actually for my personal growth mm. was actually savings and financial stability. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the first time because obviously, yeah. like you will look at all the years, like you, uh, if you if you if you've been um, chasing this dream of becoming a psychologist, mm. uh, once you get to masters, you start earning money, yeah. and the first few months it's a lot. It's it's a <laughs> lot. Yep. I you was flying everyone. <laughs> yo, yo, I was flying. Everyone was flying from the Eastern Cape to Jopek. They were flying, flights everywhere. I was buying flights for everyone, you know? So it's, 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 it's no. like, you know, the, the, the independence that you were talking about, hope, you know? Mm. It also, mm. there's that financial independence, you know? Yeah. The pay mm. is good and, you know, and it actually, it's, it's, it's good to pay to get paid for something that you know that you're doing well. Yeah. You know? Mm. It's at the end of the month, you know, it's like it's a nice reward. It's 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 really like it just mm. <laughs> yeah, puts everything <laughs> nicely in a nice ribbon, you know? Yeah. So but also to be careful because then after that, you know, you still need to struggle on how where you're gonna go for uh, for ComServe, if you're gonna go for ComServe, if you're done with your research, you know, mm -hmm. what did you do with that money? Because now yeah. you say you're used to a certain amount, you know, mm. coming in every month, you know. Mm. And now if you're mm. still not done with your research, you have to now think, Oh, yeah, there was money coming in, where am I gonna get me, you know? So it's those struggles, yeah. you know. They, I think they also fall into the whole process. Yeah, you know, it right. doesn't just end there. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. it 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 comes also. Mm. Yeah, that's very true because with with counseling sites, with you guys, you do an internship and a com serve, right? But you can only do your community service once you are registered, 
And you can only be registered, obviously, once you are done with your complete master's degree, which means your M1 year, your coursework, and your internship mm. year, including your research, your dissertation. That must be done. You must have written a board mm. exam. And that's only when you can do your ComServe. So if there's a gap mm. um, somewhere whereby mm. after you finish your internship, that's the point where you're not done with your research and haven't written your board, then you mm. unfortunately are going to be at home for a while unless if you like have yeah. another different type of job, but you can't work in the capacity of a counseling mm. of a clinical psychologist. That's a good point, Sky. Thank you mm. for sharing that. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I think I think it's something that we, we forget and we think, okay, immediately after yeah. if you get accepted into the selection, then you're done. Yes, That's yeah. it. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and to clarify also the getting paid that Spy, Sky spoke about in in masters, that's like in your second year of masters in your intern year. Um, but also mm. that kind of depends on um which you know which hospital you place so we're not going to talk about people's salaries um but yeah in your internship year, mm. you do get a salary um depending on mm. whichever hospital as a clinical psychologist that you are working at is that correct guys mm. yeah definitely okay and, for, and, 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 and for you uh we don't do counseling sites we don't do uh, a comserve so after internship it would be registering um writing your board and then looking for an, for a job independently you get placed. Okay, no, ComServe, I just wanted right? to clarify that. Mm? You get you guys get placed for ComServe, right? Yes, you have to apply for your ComServe at different okay. facility. Sorry, yeah. different hospitals. So I just wanted to, you know, like so that people are clear on that, mm -hmm. you know, that it it goes differently with the different um categories. Yeah. So clinical side, you yeah. do an M one internship. And you have to be, um, before you do your ComServe, you need to be done with your whole master's program, which includes your research. You need to have written your board. So by the time you get into your ComServe for clinical psych, you should already be a clinical psychologist because you're now board certified mm. and you've written your um, your board exam. Um, counseling psychology, yeah. we don't have um, a ComServe. You just do your M1, your internship, and then um, you would write your board, provided that you are done. You only can write your board with both of them, guys. You only can write your board exam once you have a complete master's degree, um, which is um, the two years, the M1, the M2, which is an internship, and your dissertation. Then you can write your board. Okay. Yeah. So that clarifies okay. that. We have come to the yes. end of our episode. We're going to do a quick lightning round, guys. Quick, 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 quick. Okay. I want you to to think, but I don't want you to think long. So I want to say I okay. want you to think, but I don't want you to think. So there is an element of thinking that I want you to do because I don't want you to give us, you know, crappy answers. Okay. okay. So, so pressure, the YHV lightning round, the your highest version lightning round. I'm going to ask you guys to okay. complete the sentences. Who's going to go first so that we know the order? You have been chosen. You are the chosen one. So, Johan answers oh, yeah. this guy, right? Same question, you know, mm -hmm. same sentence. So, I'm going to okay. say something, Johan Sky. Say the next thing, Johan Sky. Get it? Okay. Right. Okay. So, complete the following sentence. The one thing that people don't really know about me is. Oh. I'm not good with lightning rounds. Come on, Come on Sky, please help me out. Come on. <laughs> is, is it that you are not? You already know that. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, how's that for labeling? <laughs> um, I know a lot of Taylor Swift lyrics. Wow. 
Okay. Oh. I know that for real. Sky? <laughs> <laughs> now it's going to make me. Now he's kind of directed my part. <laughs> Come on. Okay, but okay, let me go. <laughs> but that I actually like some rap music and I know the lyrics to it. Like wow. some of them with the whole rap thing. Like I can rap. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. All right. Yeah. Next yeah. sentence to complete. <laughs> I am functioning mm. from the highest version of myself when I am. Mm. Uh, mm. I think for me, would definitely when I am by myself. Wow. Yeah. Introvert, huh? You don't like us. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I get energy from myself. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. For for me, it's when I have a lot to do. If Mm -hmm. I don't have a lot to do, then I don't do a lot. Uh, You're a workaholic. uh, Okay. I I wouldn't say that. Okay, well, anyway, let's go. (laughs) You are allowed to defend yourself. This is a safe space. (laughs) No, I can can plan to relax. I can plan to do nothing. But I mean, I'm more productive with more responsibility. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're functioning from the highest version of yourself when you feel like you're being productive. Yeah. Okay. Um, my superpower is. Hmm. Sure. <laughs> Come on. I think Come on. Hustle. Trust. Um, like someone, a, a people, a person will can start trusting me quite um, not easily, but yeah. Um, Quickly. Hmm. Trust. That's, that's, also, that's my superpower. Okay, Sky. I mean, you're a psychologist. I think, I think mine would be, I don't know if it qualifies to be a superpower, but I think faith. I have the, 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 that, that belief that mm. it's going to work out. Like, yeah. it, mm. it doesn't matter. It's going to work out. Mm. Don't that's know how. Okay. <laughs> we saw it. We saw it in Masters here. We, we saw you. Use it. That's true. You yeah. you did you did good, Sky. Considering you you were you were you were ill, like physically ill. You um, you did good. You did good, girl. Okay. The next one. The book I'm currently reading right now is. If you're not reading anything, you can say the last book you read. You. Okay. Um, I just have to remember the name, but it was narrative narrative therapy. Wow, wow, Johan. I thought you'd talk about some. What a bummer. You are such an academic. No, but l- let me just defend myself again. Okay. I was, <laughs> I was, even when we had academic things to do and, and assignments and stuff, I tried to read because that's not something I was good at. So I was forcing myself, right? Oh, I have okay. to be reading um, something valuable. Okay. Defense. Uh, for me. Okay. <laughs> Guys, for me, I feel so. I feel so. I feel so silly even saying it, but it felt so good. Ah, uh, my billionaire, my billionaire, my millionaire daddy. Whoa. It's a Chinese book. That sounds fun. Nice. That sounds. It's really like fun. those rom. Yeah, it's those yeah fiction romantic stuff. 
Okay, I expected Johan to say something yeah. like that, but he's such an academic. Oh, so yeah. I mean, <laughs> rub it in, Johan, rub it in. Okay, <laughs> the legacy I want to... Well, okay, well, let me just say then, um, before that, I was uh, reading some repair manual on how to fix a problem on a, an old car, so to, just to say it's oh. not, not that much of an academic. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll, give you, we'll give you an E for effort. That's better than okay. academic. Thank <laughs> you. Okay, the last statement to finish is the legacy I want to leave is. Oh, come on. That's that's deep stuff. That's not rapid fire. That's like a shotgun. Come on, Johan. Shoot. It's something in the lines of listen. Listen and understand. That's a legacy I want to leave. Um, Hmm, yeah. To people, it's just to to listen and understand. That is deep. And love. Yo, that is, it's hey. Love, yeah. hmm, you're deep now, huh? Um, yeah. Sure. For me, it would be live. Oh, okay. In in however way, whatever way, live. Yeah. Yeah. So philosophical. The last question. The last question. I'm gonna ask you guys. I feel is, very unfair that we have to answer open. And you're just sitting there asking the questions. Yeah, this is my. Podcast. And you should have you should have sent us this question so that we can be deep people, like people I, with me. I am the boss. <laughs> I say what happens. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The last question I wanna ask yeah. you guys. Um, what what are you working on? I know there's a project that we're working on together. Um, that okay. I'm going to have you guys back for the episode uh, talking about Shades of Humanity. But what are you guys individually working on? And if people want to connect to you, maybe follow up about something that you said in about M-Selection. Maybe people are looking for mentorship because that's quite important in the psych field. People need to, I feel like people need to get mentorship. Um, yeah, so the two things, what are you working on currently and how can people connect with you? Okay, well, apart from the Shades of Humanity, because we'll still discuss that, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I'm working a bit on sports psychology ideas because I want to try and, and do some work, um, you know, now while waiting to write ComServe. Yeah. And uh, yeah, although there isn't a lot of sport at the moment, I'm, I'm working on that. Um, another project, but I think we'll still get there, is, is an, um, a project... Um, against um, violence against women and, and children. It's um, some exciting ideas that I think practical ideas that uh, can um, yeah can help with that in a community like Ikaging, you know. Mm. Um, so I've been you know, reading a bit on that. Um, but now let me not get too deep again. What was the other thing you asked? Um, how, oh, can how can people, people get in touch? How can people get hold of you? Email address, Email. Instagram account. Yeah, no, I don't have Instagram. I still need to get that for our Shades of Humanity project. Mm -hmm. um, but email, I think, is best. J-V-D-H-O-O-G-T at gmail.com. Okay. Sky? Okay, so for me, I'm currently, obviously, still finishing up my research. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so then there's that. And then, obviously, the Shades of Humanity. And also... 
Also, I've started putting down ideas. I think I'm writing a book, but I'm not sure yet. Yes. Yes. Putting down like um chapters. <laughs> so I have chapters. Okay. <laughs> like what this chapter should be about and mm-hmm. so i'm still playing around with the ideas but i have a lot of chapters a whole lot of ideas i just need to um sit down and and finish everything <laughs> yeah um and people can maybe ask questions or um uh yeah get um hold of me by um, i think it's our website shades of humanity also mm-hmm. my email address is sky s k y e Nzokota, N-T-S-O-K-O-T-A. So that's sky, Nzokota, at gmail.com. Thank you. The great thing about psychologists is that we are always working on other personal projects or group projects mm. that really make the world a better place and really help people mm. to become the highest version of themselves. Thank you so much, legends. Mm. The cream of the crop for coming by um, <laughs> I can't wait for the other episode that we are going to have so people must stay tuned because we are going to have you back on to speak about the project that we're all working on the three of us the shades of humanity mm-hmm. thank you so much guys mm-hmm. thank that you for having me alright okay thank you okay.